Ryan told me we didn't have peace with each other because he was supposed to do announcements and I stole it from him. So pray we, we, pray we would be reconciled. Am I good? Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to talk loud. All right. So I'm going to, my goal is 15 minutes. Let's see, 1132. Let's see if we can do it. All right. Here we go. Egg, uh, Col- not Exodus, that's where I was at last night. Colossians chapter 1, verse 29 is where we're going to be uh, this morning. Finishing or continuing in our series called One, where we've been exegeting and looking at one verse. And so our verse is Colossians 1, 29 says, Him, that's Jesus, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. You know, when you look up to someone, you want to be just like them. When you have somebody that you like, whether maybe you were a kid and you looked to, to Michael Jordan and you wanted to wear Nikes and or Jordans or, or whatever, you wanted to be just like him. You remember that movie, Like Mike? You wanted to be just like him. When I was, uh, when I was a, but a, a wee lad, my cousin in Kentucky, I thought, walked on water. I thought he was the coolest guy I ever met. Everything that he did, I thought was just the coolest thing ever. And I wanted to do everything he did all the time. I wanted to, whenever we came to visit in Louisville, I would follow him around everywhere. And I learned now that he, he, he used to call me the leech because I wouldn't leave him alone. Oh, that's rude, right? Like, that's mean. Here it is, this little cousin looking up to, to someone, and, and I get to be the leech. But I wanted to spend the night, and I wanted to, to learn everything he knew. And he was into video games, and into computers, and into guitars. And, and I wanted to do all that stuff because he did it, because I thought he was cool, and I wanted to be just like him. And so, I did everything he did. I, tried to t- I talked like him, I stole words he used, I bought the things he had. When Jesus meets the men who would one day become the 12 disciples, he looked at them and he said three words, come follow me. And they had a decision to make. It was a question and an invitation and they had to decide where they going to follow him. And this is what that meant. It meant that this was a common thing in, in that world in that time that you would have a rabbi or a teacher who would have followers, who would have disciples, and they would follow this guy around everywhere he went They would learn everything that he knew. They would imitate everything that he did. They would dress like him, talk like him, walk like him. They would try to become him so that one day they could go off on their own and do the things that their rabbi or their teacher did. Just like me looking up to my cousin. They would do everything. They would copy everything. They became their disciple. And when they had mastery of whatever it is they were learning, they would go do it on their own. And so for the 12 disciples, while they were following Jesus, when he said, come follow me, it was, leave your old life behind, come learn everything I have to teach you. It was, they were literally asking the question every day, what would Jesus do? And learning everything that he was about and what he did so they could do it. They were changing, they were learning, they were being stretched and challenged and growing, they were maturing. And that is really the heart of what our verse is about this morning. What it means to mature in Christ. So Colossians 1.29, him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone, no one gets left out, everyone mature in Christ. Not just in Christ, but mature in Christ. You know, the Bible warns us that not many of you should be teachers, it says. 
for teachers will be judged more strictly. And why is that? It's because it is the job of those who teach, particularly pastors, it is their job to present their sheep to the Lord mature in Christ. So, so think about this for, with me for a minute. The, the reason that we focus all of our energy, so much energy onto outreach and evangelism and doing mission trips and, and, and trying to reach people is because we, because there are so many people who are not on the path to maturity in Christ because they don't believe or trust or know Christ, right? They can't be on the path to maturity because they don't even know him to begin with. And so we focus all this energy on outreach and missions and evangelism. We do all this because we want to get people started on the path toward maturity in Christ. But what we've got to see is that all of the outreach we do is but step one. The problem that so often happens in churches is that we go through all of this effort to reach people, right? Like, like we teach people how to do evangelism. We teach people, we train people on how to do it. We pray that people would come to know Christ. We send mission teams. We, we empower you to go to your workplace to share Christ. We do all of this, and then people come to know Christ, and then we put them in the baptistry, and we dunk them, and we clap, and we cheer, and we celebrate, which is awesome, but then we just kind of stop. And we've dunked them and they're in. We put their name on the membership roll and we're like, yes. And then we're like, well, yeah, maybe you should like join a small group or something. <laughs> maybe you should serve, you know, serve, whatever that means. But we just, we stop there and we, and we don't help them along the path of maturity in Christ. And that's our problem. That's what this ver- the heart of this verse is about. Paul's whole point is that the gospel, sharing the gospel is step one, growing deep in the gospel is for the rest of your life. Believing in Jesus is step one, maturing in him is for the rest of your life, you don't stop. So if you're here this morning, you are a follower of Jesus, and I don't assume that all of you are, but if you are a follower of Jesus, you've at least taken step one, but you have more steps to take. Every one of us in this room have particular steps in our life that we can take toward maturity in Christ. And it's my job and it's our church's job to give you the tools to help you to grow and walk down this path of maturity. None of us have arrived, especially me. And so we must continue to grow. You see, to use kind of a biblical illustration, we are all running this race, right? Like we're all running it. Some of us have just left the starting line. Some of us have been running this race for a long time and we're several laps in. Some of you have been running this race for a long time, but you're still on lap one. And you need to stop kind of being distracted by the fans on the sidelines and focus on running. But we're all running this race. And I think part of the problem is that sometimes in this race that we're running and and maturity, trying to grow in Christ, is we've kind of grown haphazardly, right? Like we've attended Sunday Sunday morning for a long time, and we've kind of grown kind of just through being in that. Or or maybe you attended like a six-week Bible study, and it was really challenging to you, and you kind of grew in that, but now you're not really going anymore. Or... Or maybe you're, you, you're just a servant, and you come, and you, you'll do anything. You'll take out trash, you'll clean, you'll, you'll teach, you'll do whatever is asked of you. You'll just come and serve, and you love doing that, but, but you don't necessarily love being in Bible study. And so we grow kind of deformed, right? We grow in kind of one area, not the other. 
And so we don't grow into full maturity, and it's kind of haphazard growth. That's my kid. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Lewin, my man, my dude, you're good. So what I want to do this morning in five, five minutes <laughs> is give you three categories or three steps of ways to grow in full maturity, three areas to think about. But I want you, I want you to remember this, the first three words of our verse. I think they're so important. It says, him we proclaim. You came to faith in Christ by believing in Christ, trusting the gospel. But your growth in Christ is not through some other way. It's not like we needed the gospel to get in, and now we need the deep stuff. See, we needed the gospel to get in, and we need the gospel to grow deep in it. We don't get past Jesus. We just go deeper into him. So we continually to pro, we continue proclaim him in everything that we do. And so the three areas I want you to focus on, think about, are your head. Oh, this is there are three H's. There's an alliteration. I didn't even mean to do this. <laughs> I did it. I really did. Three areas: head, heart, and hands. So the head. Jesus commands us, and the first commandment. What is the first greatest commandment? To love God with all my Heart. Man, we're going to have to work on memorizing the Bible, guys. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. The mature, you know what I'm saying? So to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love him with our mind. Right? So we actually love God not just with our heart or our affections, but with our mind, with our thinking. Jen Wilkin uh, recently said, The heart cannot love that which the mind does not know. You see, if you're going to grow in maturity, you must be increasing your knowledge and understanding of God, and there is no other way around it. Sometimes I think we have this ex real experiential understanding of God, we just want to come in and just be free and worship and just be touchy-feely, but it's not based in any knowledge of God. If we're going to love God, we must love him with our minds, and the primary way that we do that is by studying his word. He's spoken to us, and we need to study it. Not just read it, but study it. People tell me all the time, Brent, I, I can't read the Bible because I can't understand it. It's too hard. And I get that. It's written in three different languages over the course of uh, thousands of years by 40 different authors in different cultures that make no sense to our culture. I get it. It's not a fifth grade reading level. It is difficult to understand. But that what we need to do is begin to learn the tools to read it and understand it so that you can grow in your knowledge of the Lord. You need to take that step and to begin to understand it. On Wednesday nights, this fall, I'm actually going to do a class on how to read your Bible, so you should come to it. Christians are notorious for this idea of checking our brains at the door, that we're not thinking people. But that can't be the case. We must be the people who are the most thoughtful, who have thought through the difficult issues and have the best answers for the most difficult questions in the world. You might say to me, Brent, well, how is that important for my growing? And why is knowledge about God important? Why can't we just leave it to the theologians? Because the first commandment which says love God, love him with your mind, love him with your heart, our knowledge of God does not stop here. When we learn things about God, it doesn't stop, just stop in our head. It actually works its way down and inflames our affections and our love for him. 
You see, the deeper my understanding of who God is and who I am and what he's done, my deeper my understanding of God's character and his nature, the more I understand that, the more my affections and my love for him grows. And the same way that the, the deeper you know your spouse, the deeper you love them, the deeper you know God, the deeper you will love him. Sometimes we want to just have these emotional encounters with God, like at camp or a revival. But we need to have more than feelings. We need, we need knowledge that fuels affections. See, if you want to increase your love for God, it comes through the mind, but not just like these cold, hard facts, random things like that, but rather the nature and the character of God applied particularly to your life. Think about this. If you want to increase your affections for God, your love for God, think about the way you pray. Pray sometime and don't just pray, God be with, you know, Susie in the hospital. I mean, do all those things, ask for those things, but, but don't just do that. But spend some time praying and adoring God. And you can't adore God unless you know things about him, right? Like you can't tell him how wonderful he is and how majestic he is and how beautiful he is unless you know those things. And so as you learn about his character and his nature and his attributes, as you understand his character applied to your life, pray and say, God, thank you so much that you are beautiful and that you are kind and that you are patient. And as you pray, tell those things. And, and the amazing thing that happens when you do that is that the Holy Spirit, like that's his job to make much of Jesus. And so he like, ampl- he like plugs in an amplifier to your prayers and then you'll feel it. And so pray not just asking things, but about adoring who God is. When we sing, the Bible tells us that we sing to, to learn, that it teaches us. So when we sing, don't just be absent-minded about what we're singing. Actually think about the words. Nathan and I work really hard at picking songs that are good and rich because we want to teach you true things about what you sing. And, and as you sing them, Focus on the Lord, about the truths that you're saying to him and about him. And you will grow in your understanding, your knowledge, and your affection for him. See, maturity is growing in your head. It is growing through your affections, through your heart. And finally, it's growing through your hands. There is a reason that Jesus commands us to serve. Jesus tells us to serve the least of these those who can't pay us back. We are to, to sacrifice our time, to sacrifice our money, to serve and bless others at our expense. Because when we do that, when we serve others, we walk in the footsteps of Jesus and we know more intimately what it would be like to be him. When you serve those who have wronged you, when you serve those who haven't appreciated you, When you pay through blood, sweat, and tears for others to be blessed, the heart of Jesus takes deeper root in your heart. If a disciple is to become like their master, we must learn all that Jesus knew. We must love like Jesus loved. We must serve like he served. So my question for you this morning is, where are you in your journey to become a fully mature follower of Christ? What is your next step? Have you been all focused on the serving, on the hands, but not the head? Have you been all focused on the head, but not the heart? Where is the next step you need to take? Be honest with yourself and take it. Take that step. Center your life on Jesus, and you will become like him. 
You will talk like him. You will love like him. You will serve like him. You probably won't dress like him, but you will be his disciple. Become more like your master every day and become a fully mature follower of Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness toward us in Christ. We're thankful that you call us uh, not just to be saved, not just to be forgiven, but to grow in full maturity, to know you deeply in our minds, to know you deeply in our affections, and to serve you deeply with our hands. And so, God, we pray that you would help us to do just that. We pray that everyone in this room would either become a follower of Christ or would take a step to become a deeper follower of Christ. God, give us the power and the energy and the things that we need to do just that. If you're here this morning and you don't know this Jesus we're talking about and want to know more, there's men up here that would help you. I'll be up here that would help you. If you just want to pray about, God, where, where is it in my growth? How do I, how do I become more mature? What, where area do I need to focus on? You want to come up here and just pray about that? We'd love to pray about that with you. If you just want to come up here and pray these steps, you can do that. If you just want to stand there and sing with us, let's do that. But whatever the Spirit would lead you to do, encourage you to do it. Father, give us the strength. In Jesus' name we pray all people said.